0: You're listening
1: to a Roddenberry Podcast. The Trek Files, Season 11, Episode 2, The William Shatner Letter Exchange, 1972-1977. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Doctor Trek, Larry Nemacek.
2: Well, welcome back, all you Star Trek fans. Hey, listen, all you you historians are going to love today's, and I think even you canonistas will too. Basically, all the Trekophiles spelled with an F are going to love today's show. Um, you know, if you're a longtime Trekophile of any length, you know our lovely guests are all Trek and industry professionals, and sometimes family members. I mean, rarely do we have any representatives from fandom itself unless there's an historic reason now jeans files that we draw from had a lot of material that was sent in by fans or it was collected by say dorothy fontana or later on susan sackett from fans and cons in the mail so brother do we have a great guest today and it says a lot about what we were then and and where we are today so need me say more listen take a look at our documents this week they're at our site of course at facebook.com slash the truck files uh hang on we'll have an audio sample to whet your appetite but stick around and i'll be right back with this week's special guest
1: wsle often mails out material now But the money to pay for photos, articles, and photocopying comes out of our own pockets. WSLE could be a much better club and send out more material if we had some kind of income. Do you think we should charge dues to cover the cost of printing and pictures? Do you have any ideas for raising the cost some other way? Future bulletins will probably contain accounts of what Shatner and the others are up to, and tales of meetings with our stars. WSLE has members who have met or had some kind of contact, you know what I mean, with William Shatner, Nimoy, and others, and one member has visited the Star Trek sets at Paramount.
2: All right. <laughs> Isn't that just a lot of fun, gang? Um Trek-o-files spelled with an F. I am so thrilled today. I'm going to dive into this. You can see all the material we've got here. We are really into the archives. And guess what? I found a person that's the common thread through all this. Actually, she found me. So I am so thrilled to um, have joining us on the trek files today, none other than Luann Fortier. Luann, thank you for joining us.
0: Hey, Mary, How are you doing?
2: I am doing so well. Now, you can tell everybody what your day job is now and how you are with Star Trek, but what I want to say, and I know it's not quite on this level, but I loved getting these material. You were cleaning out your garage and cleaning out boxes and asked me if I would be interested in, in some of these things, and we got to looking and found we overlapped on some of these papers, but I love this because it's a very special time in fandom, and it's new, and it was fresh, And we're all doing the same things today, just in a different way. So tell me, this is amazing. It looks like you were running the William Shatner fan club in the 70s, or maybe the second one. Tell me about that.
0: Well, there really wasn't a fan club yet. Um, Later on, the William Shatner Appreciation Society sprung up, but this predated that. And we really weren't trying to be a fan club. We wanted to be a letter exchange pen pal group to unite hungry, desperate trekkers with each other, especially, you know, having William Shatner as a common theme. So we ended up after, I think I ran this for eight or nine years, and when I handed it over finally um, in 77, we had 600 people from six different countries. Now, pre-internet, that was huge. Because yes. there was almost no way to get hold of each other. You know, you put a little ad in a, in a movie magazine or in a comic book and hope somebody responds. And finally, we built our, our group. Um, of course, with conventions, we spread the word, too. But they weren't even starting. Um, you know, th- this was way back in 70, 71. And the first convention, I think, in New York was 72.
2: Well, that's what, this is what I I love, aside from just the history of it and having dates and times and, and numbers preserved, I just, I realize the need every passing year today to remind fans that we have this 60-year franchise because of what you all did. But what, not just that, but we're so, we live in such a Comic-Con world now. It's like, this is what Star Trek did. We had sci-fi fandom, but it was just the, you know, the authors and books, and because there was very rarely anything on screen that was decent sci-fi to, you know, science fiction to, to care about. Right. And it was, you know, in the 60s and even still 70 and 71. So Star Trek had run its three years. We had the Save Star Trek campaigns. And that first wave of Star Trek got to syndicated stations made it even bigger. But I love what you said about the hungry, desperate fans. When there's no Internet and no way to even know who's out there, this is how you all found each other.
0: Right, right. We were, you know, we had this, this show that opened our mind and our heart and we saw this big, huge new future And we wanted it to keep going and we wanted to find others who felt that way. So it was just a mad dash to find each other and get it going and then, you know, convince the network to get it going again. And it was hard work.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, you know, people, people today think about, yeah I got on and I, oh, it's hard, hard doing my social media or it's hard, you know, connecting with everybody on whatever, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And in the days when we had to do flyers and take those around, or, or the currency was posted. I mean, I love what we, our sample, and then all of these. The, the documents that we're all putting together here between yours and ours are just amazing. But it really comes back to everything was so, you know, analog. But that meant it paper was. and ink and photo chemicals for film and, <laughs> and money for postage. It was yeah. mimeographed. Oh, yeah, mimeographed.
0: Everything was mimeographed. Postage was a, postage was a nickel. We typed. We apparently didn't date any documents because it's so hard to figure <laughs> out when these things were written. Um, well,
2: the first one we know is we we're saying is like the winter because it looks like you went seasonal, but then yeah. you went to spring seventy two, yeah, and all that.
0: Eventually, we got yeah. some dates figured out. Yeah.
2: So, so this is what I love looking, and I want to get through some of them here, but I just want to get to. Look, you don't have, there's no IMDB, there's no databases. I love how you're giving people a list of like Shatner's movies here, but you're just trying to get people to talk and share and get people to write back and forth to each other because it was a letter exchange. Like you said, it wasn't a fan club. And, and this idea that you're going to get everyone's stories and photos together and come up with a, what'd you call it, a journal? An album to, to present to him? That became an annual thing, didn't it? A physical... Uh,
0: no, we, we made a fanzine, and eventually, in fact, last year, he finally saw it in person, oh. and he actually remarked about it. He said, wow, where did this come from? He really liked it. It had a lot of original art, but we did have the newsletters to keep us going, and people's addresses and interests were posted so we could start sharing I had people visiting me from around the country. It was pretty
2: exciting again it's it's the technology and the eras and the modes you know, like back then, everything was about the about trying to raise money. I loved how you started off not even thinking about dues and then eventually, as we go through here the, now this one is a flyer um, that has your dues on it uhhuh on down right but um But it's the thing, it's like any sane person would look at this, and it happens today, but it was so much, it feels like the first generation fandom. People are saying, like you said, the desperation and the hunger, A, 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 a third party would go... Well, if you don't have the money to do it, or if it's eating up too much of your time, then just don't do it. Like, who's making you do this? But that was, like, all the people, like, these ones where people are trying to connect. Uh, I love the one here. Uh, Steve Klesak is looking for pictures of the phaser. I mean, it's like we didn't have the Internet, right? No. Norma Smith wants some Sarek material. Diane Marchart wants Nimoy spot. Uh, California, Maryland, Australia. Well, and this is 71. Right. So, to begin with. Right. I just love how it was like no one cared that we didn't, I mean, doing all this in a, in a non-internet, non-social media world is just, it's, it's amazing. I was there. I was a kid at this time, but I, to think back on it, but to realize what people should understand. But that's what Star Trek was. It just, like you said, I love your phrase about they were hungry and desperate.
0: We were. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were in a drought. <laughs> Terrible drought. <laughs> and, you know, most of us were pretty young. I was... A teenager, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just had a passion. So, thankfully, somebody like Joan Winston took me under her wing and helped me get going. And
2: oh, you knew Joan, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, she she found me somehow. I don't know, and uh, <laughs> started calling me from New York City, and it's like, wow, <laughs> that was unheard of to even get, you know. Uh, A long-distance phone call at that time was amazing.
2: (laughs) So Joan Winston was the uh, network executive, was a huge fan, famously was on the sets the last week shooting Turnabout Intruder Uh in 69, and then was an author, uh, wrote the making of the Trek conventions book, wrote the uh, chapter in Star Trek Lives about being on the sets in 69, and was around uh, the New York, was part of the committee for the early New York Con's first ones. So you were in high, you were in high stead there for a little... She was great. She
0: actually invited me to go to lunch with her and meet her in LA and go to lunch with a couple actors from Marcus Welby. And I'm like, right, I'm probably 17. How did I have the money or, you know, (laughs) ability to do that? But I was really thrilled to be in her company. She was a blessing.
2: Well, you stuck with this for years. I mean, you're yeah. right. It's a, and we're talking about typing and, like you said, mimeographing. Um, it's great because it's not electronic because it survived. I, oh, I love this. Shatouris? <laughs> Is that your name for Shatner fans? Oh, we
0: tried. <laughs> we, we tried all sorts of things, you know. It's kind of like, like pa, yeah. Pastaklan Vesla sort of thing. We tried to do a Shatner thing, but I don't know that it worked out. <laughs>
2: Well, it's it's adorable. But here you've got all the elements of fandom because the first generation was we want the show again. And what do we do? We have to write. We have to write paper letters. And you've got this. You've got the address. I mean, but it's interesting that you're getting people to reach out to each other, which is what the this is even before the well committee was going, which is amazing. Yes. Which was about people writing in for information on, you know. Right. Um, And the word the word pen friend. I love that even better than pen pal.
0: Right. Because we were making friends, we made lasting friends, it, you know, and, and actually for some of the people, including myself, who didn't have a big boisterous teenage social life, this was really an outlet to, to help us come out of ourselves and expand our mm-hmm. consciousness and not be quite so shy. It, you know, it was really good for all of us, so.
2: Yeah. and that's see, that's a common thread that's today. Uh-huh. And you have fans, fans who are shy. Even you think about sitting at home, getting on on you know, online, doing social chatting. Uh-huh. You know, and people talk about coming out of their shell to warm up, much less going and seeing people live at a con and all that. But what I'm, what's amazing to me, this is seventy one to seventy seven, and fandom and Star Trek changed. Seventies so, were the amazing decade because you went from. Uh, you know, it's an uphill battle to get anybody to pay attention to us and take us seriously we're the crazy uh-huh. truck kids, uh-huh. to the conventions and to the books being bestsellers and to uh, the movie rumors, right? And and you're starting to cover that. And then I see, even here toward the end of the run, things have evolved to the point now where, I love this about the uh, the, the people selling prints of the episodes, and uh-huh. again, pre, pre-videotape, Selling these and then you all getting in, helping Susan Sackett and Gene out to shoot down, you know, bootleggers like that. That's I mean right. was, that, was that typical or was that a big thing? Do you remember?
0: You know, we had a couple um, connections with Gene in that regard, not only the stopping these bootleggers, but in the Denver Post, I noticed in the classifieds, some hooker was advertising and her promo was Star Trek. And so I cut that out, mailed that to Jane Roddenberry, and I have a feeling she got a very nasty phone call from his lawyer. Because <laughs> that stopped right away.
2: <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing. It, it also shows you and the Shatner letter exchange um, as you did. Now, so did you, did you ever become, we've got this letter, we should say, ending up here with uh, Eleanor. Uh-huh. And Lemley, again, was a combination of... There's a Mr. Lemley on the original series, but a lot of people may not know no. that's the, that's Bill's three yeah. daughters' names. Wesley,
0: Melanie, and Lisbeth. He made this yeah. production company, and then he changed it to Lemley Music. And that's one reason we changed it from S-A-L-E to W-S-L-E, because Wesley sounds like Lemley, according to the girl who helped found it with me, Amelia kind of wanted that instead. So we went with that. Um, okay. Now,
2: what did what did S-A-L-E stand for?
0: Shatner's Advocates Letter Exchange. Originally, we were trying to do William Shatner Advocates, and then we thought, yeah, nobody's going to know what that means. And we wanted to do a pen pal thing. So then she did Shatner Advocates Letter Exchange. But then because of Lemley, she wanted it to sound kind mm-hmm. of like Lemley. So that's where it ended I up. And uh, I yeah, she she actually was the original creator, but only was around for probably a year. I think she had some personal issues. She had to bow out. So, yeah, yeah.
2: this is Amelia, Amelia you're talking about right. on the first. Round. And then you were the, the but after that, you headed it up. All I those... headed
0: it until 77. And then I had to bow out. My dad had cancer. I just had a lot of stuff going on. I handed it to Pam. I go, she had it for a couple of years, did a really good job, and then it disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: things are evolving, but what's amazing through those years is, and we've got just a hint here of Eleanor, who I guess worked for Bill in the Lemley Company, Uh but she's feeding you in. It's a time when. You guys are propagating, info- again, before the Internet and before expensive ways of doing it, of doing it you know, uh-huh. and before word of mouth at cons or if you couldn't get to a convention. Right. Um, she, you guys, you, you were one of the boots on the ground. Right. Spreading information when it needed to be spread, you, know, pro- you know. And this letter here, she's telling you about, she's talking with Bill, what he wanted to get out to people um, yeah. This movie with Sophia Loren has been postponed. I looked that up. I didn't see, I guess that didn't happen. I don't
0: think it happened. And a couple of his yeah. movies never happened, doggone it. He had another <laughs> one called Whale of a Tale. I was excited about that. It never happened. So
2: <laughs> That's, well, it's, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at this. I know there's a lot more to talk about. In fact, this, I mean, this one here, it's a handwritten letter, which I love. This is from, I guess, about 76, 1976 now, because she's talking about this college tour that he's about to go on, right. which very famously was from 76. So it's the bicentennial year. Yep. And we've had two or three years of movie rumors, uh-huh. which we get in here toward the end. Uh, the other one, the Weekend Warrior syndicated show, looks like it didn't take off uh, here from the last letter.
0: Yeah, I think he just did one episode. It was part of American Sportsman, I think. Yeah.
2: Oh. So, okay. I remember I, that. Yeah. He, Kurt Gowdy. He
0: did a couple American sportsmen, and one was called Weekend Warrior. I looked that up. I have a printout of his credits that go about ten feet, and that only mm-hmm. goes to seventy nine. So, you know, he oh. he did a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. He did. He did do a yeah. lot of stuff. This this whole ish, this whole aspect, though, and this is what we have today. We have podcasts. We have news sites that propagate news, but. The way it was done in a much smaller world, a much more slow-moving world, um, I just can't look, we have just about out of time today, the idea that you were one of the direct mouthpieces to help Bill and, and Susan and Jean also uh-huh. get word out about Star Trek and then the associated people. I, we're out of time here, but could you come back Absolutely. and join us and, and let's talk more about this because I know you've got more goodies. We found more goodies. I'd love to talk more about this with you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. This has been a delight. And I can't wait to uh, dive in more. And can I just say thank you so much for giving me a shout out and say, hey, Larry, I just found this stuff. Would it be? (laughs) Would anybody care about this? Yes,
0: please. Please rescue this stuff. I don't want it to get recycled.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll start taking care of that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hey everyone, join us for that conversation coming up. And meanwhile, yes, The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. All of our documents and your chance to comment, and please do, are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. <laughs> yeah, that's me, at larrynimachek.com. That's where you can also link in for all of our new Trek Files swag and shirts, too, at our Tee Public shop.